0: Well, we start a new series this morning called Success. Success. Success is a good word. Something that we all desire. The title of my message tonight is Make That Change. Make That Change. Just turn to your neighbor and say, make that change. You're going to make that change. You can even sing Man in the Mirror if you want to to them and say, make that change. Well, if you've got your Bible, let's quickly go to Galatians chapter 3. And then once you're in Galatians Chapter three, uh, put a finger there and let's go to Genesis chapter 12. I just wanna set a foundation uh, for my message tonight. Let's go to uh, Galatians three and then Genesis 12. You know, so many people today understand that they're saved and they're saved from their sin, they're saved from slavery, they're saved from past mistakes, they're saved from pain and shame. Aren't you glad that you're saved? You're safe from those things. Many, many people know what they're safe from, but they don't understand what they're saved to. I like that song, Wild, because it says we're saved to live wild. We're not saved to live tame, ordinary lives. We're saved to live wild. Come on, how many people want to live in the wild? Come on, want to live adventurous lives. I, I love the fact that the Christian life is not a boring life. God's not boring. God's not out of date. It's just boring people. God is not boring. And uh, it's when we settle for the status quo, we get bored. But God wants to take us on an adventure. He wants us to live a full life. In fact, that's the reason Jesus came. According to John chapter 10, verse 10, is that Jesus came that we might have life and life to the full. Come on, how many want to live a full life? So we're not just saved from, we're saved to this life, to this life, to this adventurous life. And Paul in Galatians talks about that through Christ Jesus in verse 14. God has blessed the Gentiles, of which we are, we're the Gentiles. If you're not a Jew, you are a Gentile. God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing He promised to Abraham. What blessing has He promised to us? He's promised to us the same blessing that He promised to Abraham. Now, many many people don't know what that blessing is. That's why we've got to go back to Genesis chapter 12. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12 to see what that blessing is. Because you want to understand it. Because through Christ Jesus, God has blessed us with the same blessing He gave to Abraham. It says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country. Everyone say, Get out of your country. I don't know where you're from. Just quickly yell out where you're from right now. I took that all in right now. But wherever you're from, I want to challenge you tonight to get out of your culture. Don't limit God... To what you know. Get out of your culture. So if you're from New Zealand, get out of the headspace of a New Zealander. If you're from Samoa, get out of the headspace of a Samoan. Uh, uh, You know, I'm saying that's my wife right there. You You know, if you're from England, get out of the headspace of an English person. Get out of your country. Just don't get out of your country. Here he says... You know, he says, "Get out of your country, from your fa- uh, family, and from your father's house." And another word, in other words, don't let uh, your upbringing determine your future. Yes. Get out of that space because I want to bless you. And uh, in other words, what you. are Family is experienced and what you know to be right in your culture. Hey, I've got something different for you. I've got something better and I want to bless you. He says, I'm going to take you to a land that I'll show you and I'll make you a great nation. No, no, I, I will make a great nation. He says, I will make you. I will make you a great nation. There's a nation living on the inside of you. There's a new culture, new way of doing things, living on the inside of you. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Somebody say, I will bless you. you. Uh, That's not you blessing somebody else. That's God blessing you. You know, we have a limited capacity to bless. It's according to what we have. But how many know God has an unlimited capacity to bless us? He says, I will bless you and, I will, and I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So, so not only will God bless us, but he says he will cause us to be a blessing. In fact, that's the reason for any blessing in our life. I love the testimony of Bethany, because she said, I want a great house so I can open my home and gather other people in it. How many know many people want a great place to live for selfish motives? I believe when you align your life with the purpose of God and you get your heart, your motive right, and kingdom purpose, God will answer your heart's cry. In fact, James says that you have not because you ask not. But even when you do ask, you ask amiss because you ask with the wrong motives. I really believe God has called us to ask. And we can be confident if our hearts align to his purpose, which is that through us, he would make us a blessing that you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those, he says who bless you, and I'll curse him who curses you. And listen to this, because this is big. Uh, This is big right here. But this is what you and I are called to. He says, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's big. But from your life, you will bless all the families in the earth. How many reckon that's a pretty cool promise? Now, now, I I want you to think about this. Humans alone possess the ability to transform themselves. Humans alone possess the ability to transform themselves. Animals are what they are. A a cat is always gonna be a cat. A, A cow, follow me right now. A cow is always gonna be a cow. But the difference between us and animals is that a homeless person can transform themselves into a published author and a successful motivational speaker. Right. Right. That was Richard Limix's testimony. He once was homeless, but now he is a published author and he's a motivational speaker. You know, we can transform ourselves. A aimless teenager can get a grip on their life and become an accomplished academic, can become a business person, can become somebody who brings change into the world. And immigrants can arrive in a new land with nothing on their back, but ultimately can achieve greatness. See, see, as humans, we have that capacity to actually change ourselves. Now, Now, when it comes to success, Success in the kingdom has little to do with birth, has little to do with luck, has little to do with circumstance. It has little to do with those things. It has everything to do with choice. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you've got a choice. It has everything to do with choice and a commitment to change. I want to say there's no shame attached to where you start. Uh, We all have different starting points. Uh, We all had things in our life that were out of our control. We didn't choose the family that we're born into. We didn't choose the circumstances around our birth and around our life. But now that we're grown up, we can choose. This is the message of the gospel. We have the power to determine our future. I want everybody to say this statement right now. I am the way I am today. I am the way I am today. Oh, let's rephrase that, oh, I wanna rephrase it actually. The way, the way I am today. Has nothing to do with what I'll be tomorrow. Hey, hey, let's start again. The way I am today has nothing to do with what I'll be tomorrow. Come on, I want this to sink in tonight. It says, the way I am today, I am today has nothing to do with what I'll be tomorrow. See, the Israelites at their core understood this. Uh, they knew this. That where I am today doesn't determine my tomorrow. See, see, in a lot of places in our culture, we don't believe things can change. You know, peasant girls don't marry princes. In fact, in society where there's class systems, a lot of people don't move from one class to another. You tend to stay in that class, you tend to stay in that place, and you tend to experience what your parents experienced. On the whole, things don't change. Peasant girls marrying princes, that's only for fairy tales. That that doesn't really happen. Once a peasant, always a peasant. And what happens is we adopt this fatalistic mentality that this is my lot in life. These are the borders, and these are the boundaries of my life. I can't change. I can change within those borders, but but I, anything outside of that is just impossible. See, even the earlier Greeks adopted this mentality. See, they saw destiny as a function of birth. Plato and Aristotle, they believed that some were born to rule and others were born to be ruled. That, That was in their mentality, that was in their thinking, that was the ideology that they embraced. Some were just born to rule and others were born to be ruled. But how many know that thinking imprisons you? See, if you don't believe you can change yeah, you're, you're you're fatally handicapped. Wow. Wow. And how many know there's no hope in that? Yeah. Come on, I, I want you to say this again. The way I am today, I am today. has nothing to, nothing to do with what I'll be tomorrow. See, what's the Bible? The Bible is one account after another of changed lives. Of yeah. right. uh, changed lives. You know, this was Abraham. Abraham is known as the father of faith, but his story is is how God changed his life as he left his country, left his father's house and went to a land that God showed him. Uh, Why did God choose Abraham? Uh, Why did God choose him? Uh, Well, the answer is maybe God didn't choose Abraham. In fact, the command could have been offered to everyone. Maybe it was that Abraham was the only one who responded. And thus Abraham chose himself. And then, see the Bible says, many are called but few are chosen. So many people go, well, how do I know if I'm a chosen one? Well, I believe it's when you make the choice. You know, you can sit and wait for something to happen or you can make a change. See, I believe the decision to change makes you a chosen one. You know, I, I love this statement, it's a thought-provoking statement, but it encapsulates a whole lot when it comes to change. Here's the thing, there's no right seat on the wrong plane. There's no right seat on the wrong plane. It doesn't matter whether you're in first class, business class, economy, if you're on the wrong plane, you're gonna to go to the wrong destination. Uh, you're gonna go to the wrong place. See, when it comes to our thinking, our thinking is key to bringing change. Now, now, there's two levels in our thinking. There's concept, and then there's focus. Now, now let me illustrate this. A concept is like the plane you bought. It's the plane you bought. Now, if you've got the wrong concept, it doesn't matter what you focus on. You're gonna end in the wrong destination. Because there's no right seat on the wrong plane. You're going to end up in the wrong place. But if you get the concept right, you board the right plane, then you can focus on moving forward. How many want to get to the front of the plane? Uh, You know, at the front of the plane, I've experienced it. There's better food there there's more room, and once you've experienced business class, you know what goes on behind that curtain. And, and, and you want a piece of that. I, I believe God's got a life for us that sometimes we don't even know about. And there's stuff going on, and it's just behind this curtain. But I believe God wants to pull down the curtain to see, for us to see the life that He's called us through. See, when it comes down to it, if we're to make a change, number one, we live our lives based on who we think we are. You know, i found in life, until you answer some of the big questions, the small questions are irrelevant. Yeah, until you get the concept right. Here's the deal. You aren't the person other people say you are. Your future is not about what other people think about you. Your future is determined by what you think about yourself. Come on, if you see yourself as inferior, if you see yourself as incompetent, if you see yourself as a failure, if you see yourself as average, guess what you'll be? You'll live out those very things. See, what you gotta understand is, is thoughts are like trains. And so often we get on a train of thought without asking the question, where's this train going? What's the destination of this train? And then we end up in Angerville. And we think, how did we get here? No, we boarded a train somewhere that took us there. That took us to self-pity city. You know, we got this fear. Feel, we're feeling sorry for ourselves all the time. It's because we, we boarded a sea thought and we meditated on that thought and it took us to a destination. It took us to a state of hopelessness. It took us to misery lane. See, 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 see your thoughts, yeah, I know some of you got that. Your thoughts determine your destination. It determines whether you go to peaceful or faith city. See, see whatever's going through your mind will determine the direction of your life. We live out of our lives based on who we think we are. How do you see yourself? Second thought when it comes to change is nothing changes until we change the way we think. Come on, nothing changes. You can sit here and you can hope for change, but unless there's a change in your mind and how you think, nothing will change. That's why Paul said to the Romans in Romans chapter 12 verse two, you know, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. What's he saying? Hey, get out of your country. Leave your father's house. Leave that way of thinking. Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Somebody say transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Nothing changes until your thinking changes. I can pray for you. I can break the power of a spirit that's working against your life. But if your mind stays the same, you'll stay the same. Nothing changes until your thinking changes. Come on, how many want to break your habits? Come on, you've got to think differently about their problem that's right in front of you. You've got to see yourself different. Yeah, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 67, it says, uh, listen to this. Do not accept an invitation to eat at a selfish person's food, a selfish person's food, no matter how good it is. You know, it's, it's like a selfish person offers you food. She says, "Don't take it." Some of you are going, "But I'm hungry." <laughs> you know, verse seven it says, "People like that take notes of how much you eat." They're taking note, and they go, "They owe me. They owe me." There was another bite. They owe me. They say. Take all you want, but they don't mean it. How many have heard uh, or how many know what a groker is? a groker a, a, a groker I'm going to give you the definition of a groker. A, a groker is somebody who looks at your food intently, hoping you are going to offer them some Some would call them a scab uh, but the official definition of that person is, is a groker. How many know some grokers? Anybody got some friends with some grokers? It's like, but, you know, do you offer them something out of reluctance? I, the new King James, you know, puts it like this. It, it, it says this, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. You know, in in the end, you can put on the behavior to impress. You can do stuff on the outside, but unless there's a change in the way that you think about it, nothing really changes. There's no adjustment. There's no change. Yeah, you can give the appearance that you're generous, but if you don't do it from a free heart, Nothing It has really changed in your life. And until you see yourself differently and think differently, nothing moves, nothing changes. Some of us, our thinking hasn't changed for a long time. And we still see ourselves the same as we saw ourselves five years ago. But if you want to change, if you want to know the blessing of God, you've got to leave your country. Everyone say, leave your country. You've got to leave your father's house, and you've got to take on a new way of living. God's got a land. He's got a promise that He wants to show you. Number three, if we want to change. First one is, We live our lives based on who we think we are. Number two, nothing changes until we change the way we think. Number three is we cannot live beyond the limits of our thinking or the limits of our belief. Now, it all starts with a thought, but a thought meditated on over time becomes a belief. That belief becomes a conviction. That conviction, your convictions determine your attitudes, which ultimately determine your perception, which then becomes your behavior. Can I go through that progression again? Some of you would be good to write this down. Come on, it starts with the thoughts. Your thoughts then become your beliefs your belief system, which then becomes your convictions. How many know when you're faced with an uncertain environment, it comes down to your convictions? It comes down to what you believe, which comes back to your thoughts, so your convictions, which then determine your attitudes, how you look at something, your attitude to it, which determines your perception, which then from there flows your behavior. See, if we, we wanna change, we're gonna address our thoughts. We're, we're gonna address our thinking. So many people are working on behavior, which is at this side of the spectrum. Uh, but you can't make a change here. If you wanna make a change, you've gotta go back, back, and you've gotta address the seed that was planted over here. It was your thought over here that determined that went through a process, that thought became a belief, became a conviction, became an attitude, became a perception, became a behaviour. You need to address it. That's why Paul, let's go. Second Corinthians chapter ten, and I'm almost done. Let's bring the musicians up. Second Corinthians ten, verse four to five, it says, We use God's mighty weapons. Aren't you glad God's got mighty weapons? Yeah, you know, bigger weapons than North Korea. Just saying. Greater than that. You know, we use, whose mighty weapons we use? That's unconvincing right there. Okay, Uh, come on. uh, We're doing this together. When we open the Bible, we read it together. Uh, This is not me giving a performance right now. God's word has the power to change your life. Okay, whose weapons do we use? We use God's mighty weapons. Not worldly weapons to knock down strongholds of human reasoning, and to destroy false arguments, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So, so here, a thought over time, if you meditate on it, soon will become an argument. So many of us have got arguments for staying where we are. We got reasons. Well, this is the reason why. You know, this is the reason why I'm I'm gonna I'm like this, and I'm gonna be like this. This is the reason why I struggle with this, and I'm gonna continue to struggle with this. This is the reason that thought has become an argument. That argument over time has become a, a stronghold in our mentality. In other words, it's hard to penetrate. It's a a stronghold. There's a spirit right now guarding that thought. There's a spirit in front of it that's saying, hey, you know, what he's speaking about right now is all bull dust. It's all all a load of rubbish, it can't. There's a spirit saying, hey, I'm always gonna struggle with this. I can't change, this is my allotment. This is my family's allotment. This is what's been spoken over me. This is what I've been told. I can't change. It's now a stronghold and there's a spirit that's guarding that thought. The good news today is that can be broken. Some of you think a certain way and as hard as you try to stop thinking negatively, you can't stop it. As hard as you try and stop thinking lustful thoughts, the more they enter your mind. You know, the the more you think about not being anxious, it's almost like you you can't stop it. I want to stop being anxious, but the more anxious you get about not being anxious. You know, how many sometimes get anxious about not having enough sleep? Uh, oh, I'm gonna be tired in the morning, I'm gonna be tired. But you know, you're saying that and the longer you're thinking about it, the harder it is to get to sleep. And you're sitting on your bed about, oh man, I'm gonna be so tired because I haven't slept. I stayed up to two o'clock in the morning worrying about not getting enough sleep. How crazy is that? And and there's thoughts that grip your life. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm just a depressive person. So you've gone from just thinking a thought that, that's depressing to now it's become part of your identity. Now it's become part of who you are. And you see yourself that way. You know, I've had to work through this a lot because growing up I was very shy, insecure. You know, I compared myself with everybody else. But I had to renew my mind to a place where I saw myself how God sees me. Yeah, I had to meditate on the fact that I'm a strong leader. I had to meditate on the fact that I have a vision, I have purpose, I have a, a destiny in God. I had to allow that to sink into my spirit. To a point. When it came to an opportunity to leave, I didn't hesitate, I didn't hold back, I stepped forward because now that thought in my mind determined my behavior. Come on, you can change your life. Come on, some of you just go, well, I'm just average. No, there's no average person in this room. Oh, I'm just a number in a crowd. No, you're called to greatness. God wants to bless your life. You're a blessed son and daughter of the King. You're highly favoured. Come on right now, you've got to understand this, that all the families of the earth can be blessed through your life. God wants to make you a great nation. Come on, from your life is going to flow a legacy that in the generations to come, they're gonna look back at their great-great-grandfather or grandmother and go, that's where things changed in our family line." They made a decision, they made a choice. They said, no more. This is not part of our lineage any longer. Come on, we've got stories of transformation in this room but God hasn't stopped His work. You know, the Bible says we shall be changed from glory to glory. Some of us have experienced one measure of glory, but there's another measure of glory. Come on, Levi over here on the second row came into this church as an addict six years ago, probably around six years ago. He was addicted to meth. His life was in a downward spiral. But here he is today. He's got his degree, got his job, got married, got children, he's sending a new course. But I wanna prophesy over you, Levi, that's just one level of glory. God wants to change you from glory to glory. He's got something bigger. He's got something better than you could imagine, than you could think. Come on, don't stop there. You just haven't been saved from your past. You'll be saved to a glorious future in Christ Jesus. Come on, God's hands on your life. He's blessed you. I will bless you. Uh, God promised that he even made a covenant with Abraham to prove it. He he said, I'm going to bless you because sometimes it's going to look like the opposite. That's why God had to promise it. Sometimes you're gonna be in a place where it looks like I'm distant, where it looks like I've even cursed you. But He promised it and He made a covenant, a blood covenant with Abraham. Because He's saying, hey, when you're going through a hard time, you're blessed. There's a blessing in that hard time if you think about it the right way. See, in every problem, get this, stay standing because I'm just about done. In every problem, there's a seed of breakthrough if you look at it the right way. In every place of lack, there's a seed of kingdom expansion if you just see it right. See, we're gonna live from the place that God's good. Uh, We're gonna live from the place that no matter what's happening in our life, God is good. God loves me. God's for me. I, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Come on, anything that would seek to attack that thought, you need to dismiss in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say, I'm blessed. Come on, shout it out. I'm blessed. Shout it out real loud. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be. A... Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, You're a blessing. You're a blessing. God's called you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. How many want to change? Come on, how many want to make some change? How many got some habits that they want to see broken? How many want to go from glory to glory? Come on, if you've got an area in your life, I want you to lift your hands right now because I believe the Holy Spirit is here. His anointing's here. And right now, I want you to recognize the place where you believe the lie. Because God wants to displace that lie with the truth. Where you believed you're inferior. Where you believed you're average. Where you believed you'd always be this way. Come on, I want you to, in your mind, where you believe the lie. And all together, I want us to pray. Say, Jesus, right now, I take this thought captive and I repent. I change my thinking. This is no longer gonna be part of my thought pattern. I remove this lie And I replace it with your truth. I replace it with who you say I am. I replace it with what you say I can do. I thank you, Jesus. My life is gonna change as a result of this moment here. Right now, the seed of faith that's within me is gonna move mountains. The mountains that have been hindering me, that's been obstructing my view, are gonna be moved right now in Jesus' name. Every stronghold is broken. Every argument is being brought down and I thank you, Jesus, that I'm an overcomer and that I'm victorious in you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Come on, I reckon we should have a bigger clip than that, isn't it? Seeds, seeds, seed. seed thoughts, seed thoughts bring about harvest. Now the enemy will always attack a seed because he knows it's easier to kill a seed than it is to destroy a harvest. So that, that's why any new thought that comes to your mind, the enemy will always try and attack because he knows if you meditate on that thought, it's gonna bring out a, a harvest for the kingdom in your life. And you need to guard what God's just done. Very simple, but very powerful. See, the kingdom's not hard to understand. It's simple to understand. It's just sometimes hard to outwork. How many have found that? You know what you need to do, but you don't do it. You know you need to exercise, but you don't do it. Come on, you know you need, you know, all all these things. It's not hard to understand. Many of you in your spirit, you know when it comes to God, you know what you need to do, but you don't do it. But I wanna say today, tonight, things have changed. Come on, things have changed. Come on, you're not just gonna sit and say, oh, well, I know what I need to do. You're gonna do it. Come on, everybody, shout out. I'm gonna do it. Come on, I'm gonna do it. Because faith without works is dead. And I love the fact that we're a church that just doesn't believe by just verbalizing a whole lot of theories. We're actually prepared to act upon God's Word. Come on, right now, I want you to lift your hands because this week you're going to need His power, you're going to need His strength, you're going to need His anointing in your life. Come on, I want you to call out to Jesus right now and say, God, you know, that which you've started in my life, Lord, I want you to bring to completion. Come on, that wish you've ordained, that wish you've fashioned, Lord, I want you to, Lord, take it further.